Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It is your favorite podcaster, Mark Atreira, with your favorite podcast, Making a Cut. Thank you again for listening. Thank you again for tuning in. Hey, as always, my link is going to be on my Facebook. I'm going to be posting it every time that I have an episode come up. Hey, but if you want to know automatically when my next episode is going to be up, you want something to, to alert you when it's going to be going there. It's just going to pop up and say, hey, you know what? Making a Cut has a next episode up, another episode, a new episode up for you. Uh, you can go directly to Spotify or the Anchor app or Anchor.fm, but especially Spotify. It's going to let you know when the next one is. But you also can find me anywhere else that you get your podcasts. And hey, you can go listen to some of the older podcasts, some of the older episodes. It's always there. Hey, I also saw on there uh, that uh, on Spotify that you could still go listen to some some old episodes from the Right Cut Live with me and my old co-host uh, Colin Wright, the good old days when we first started out my old show. Speaking of that, as you can see from the the title of this one here, it's ranking season. Uh, and if you listen to uh, if you're some of the older ones that's been with me from the beginning, uh, then you know. I have, especially during this part of the year, this it's a little bit of a lull, especially if you're a football fan, uh, that, that time in between, like, hey, we do have the NBA playoffs and the finals, uh, hockey, uh, you know, college baseball is really kicking off. I'll talk about that in just a moment, too. Uh, but you have that lull, and so sometimes you don't have a lot to talk about. But I wanted to be able to go ahead and start my rankings. I'm going to be ranking all kind of stuff. Uh, the and I'm going to tell you in a minute what I'm going to be ranking today. But I'm going to be ranking all kind of stuff. We're going to go college football, college baseball, uh, movies, pros, you, you name it. I, I'm going to give you all kind of rankings. If you listen to the old stuff from Right Cut Live, then you know we ranked all kind of stuff. Whether it was old school video games, whether it was wrestling, whatever it was, you knew that we were ranking something. It's some of the stuff that we love to do. For, for those of you who grew up like I did watching SportsCenter, uh, before it changed to what it is now, you were always looking for that 10 minutes before the hour so that you can watch the, the top 10, Sports Center top 10. And so I love those rankings, those those countdowns, those things. So I love sharing them too. I love giving my, my opinion on them and what I believe the rankings should be on different things. So I may even give you my rankings on the top 25 in college football. Who knows? I could do that. That That's a cliffhanger. You, you might want to be kind of listening to see, you know, if I add up to the AP polls and the coaches polls. But before we really dive into today's episode, you know, we, I took off last week. Yes, I know some of you were looking for, for the new episode, but it wasn't there. Took the weekend off because it was holiday weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Hey, those of you who served, thank you so much. Those of you who are family members, who, those who served and passed away and died in, in the service uh, or, or, or passed away because of age and they served a long time ago or before, uh, thank you so much. Their sacrifices mean so much to so many of us still, especially myself and my family. And I never want to be able to pass up an opportunity to express that. And I'm only a little bit there, but, you know, at least a little bit of expression of it. So uh, I don't know if y'all are listening to the radio. Like, I, I, you know, I, I reference it sometimes. Like, I listen to a lot of the sports radio, especially local here, especially uh, ESPN and Baton Rouge and even even New Orleans and uh, so one of the shows that I really love to listen to in the evening especially when I'm coming home from my day job is After Further Review with Matt Mascona uh, one of the guys that I really love listening to we don't always agree on everything but a lot of stuff we do and he he's always you know he's to me he's the best right now especially local uh, that, you know there's some that are close to him too but he's the one that, I, that he's my favorite to listen to uh, but he was on vacation this week and uh, those of you who heard me say it before, I've been telling you, hey, my buddy Tommy Kreisan 
guy that helped me out getting set up on this, but doing it by myself, uh, he's he's been a huge hand. Hey, what's from uh, Talking Sports with TK? You know the one I'm always telling you to check out. Hey, he was filling in for Matt Muscone on after further review. I was big props, Tommy. Look, hey man, I, I t- like I text you, I, I love seeing you there. I love hearing you there. I checked it out on YouTube as well. That was huge, man. Very proud, very excited to see that you were on there. So jumping off into today's episode, yes, and, and again, you know, just kind of go back there. Go back and check out my buddy uh, uh, Tommy with uh, Talking Sports with TK. I always stumble on that, Tommy. I don't know what the deal is there, but hey, go make sure you listen to him. You can find him in the same places you find me as well. But just a little bit of stuff. You know, didn't really get to talk about the Sinks acquisitions that they got. Two of them that I'm really impressed with, uh, with Honey Badger and Juice Landry. That's Tyran Matthew and Jarvis Landry, both from LSU. Two guys that were, that, that, you know, Jarvis was one of my, maybe my top, my second, maybe first or second favorite receiver uh, from LSU that of all time for me. Uh, and then Honey Badger, I mean, who who is who didn't love Honey Badger at some point, you know? And so and to be able to have those two guys on the team, you still have it to where uh, Saints don't draft LSU guys. It is what it is. But at least we're getting them. It may be the later end of their career, but these are guys that have come in with leadership. I love it. I love them signing here. I love that they wanted to come home and play home. Uh, play at home, that's huge to me. So I'll, I'll be watching a few more games this year than I probably wouldn't, even though y'all know I don't really like our quarterback situation there. But it is what it is. So, and LSU baseball. Man, oh, man. What what a time to be an LSU Tiger fan. Look, they are definitely the cardiac cats right now. Listen, hey, let me give you some advice. You may not want to start watching the LSU, watching or listening to an LSU baseball game to the eighth inning right now because they it's like they wait till that time to start playing and then they just come back and make these unreal comebacks and wins. It's, it's been huge. I'm hoping that they could finish off uh, Southern Miss today. Uh, last I checked, they were up to nothing. But I wanted to, wanted to be able to record, get myself something to do, not to listen and watch again until, it, until at least the eighth inning so I could see, what's, see us come away with the win. Uh, you know, in the, in the way that that regional works, um, it, whoever wins out of this one will, will, has an opportunity to be. Of course, if Southern Miss wins it somehow, uh, then they, they will host the Super Regional uh, or – Listen, it's the you have the the regionals with Miami, and you have the regionals at Southern Miss. Those are the two that we're paired up in for right now, and, and I try to explain it to you, especially for the younger generation. Uh, so, if Southern Miss wins, they have an opportunity to host the super regional. But if Miami wins theirs, Miami's a higher seed. Miami will be able to host the the, the uh, super regional there in Miami. If LSU wins, now they have an opportunity to host in Baton Rouge. But they would need either Arizona or uh, Ole Miss to be able to beat out um, uh, Miami. And if that's the case, if it's Ole Miss, then they're coming to Baton Rouge. If it's Arizona, I don't know the rankings. We, we may have to go, travel to go to Arizona. Uh, and I didn't get to see earlier, and I was checking right before I started recording, to see if Ole Miss got eliminated or if uh, Miami got eliminated uh, because those were the two teams playing an elimination game at 3 o'clock today. I didn't get to see that, or 2 o'clock today. Uh, I didn't get to see that and check it because it wasn't refreshing on the updates there for me. Uh, so, so you have an opportunity for LSU. I will say this too to host the super regional. If it is the 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 situation where they're hosting the super regional in Baton Rouge and it's because Ole Miss took that that uh, that regional over there in Miami, 
Uh, that is good and it is bad because the last time we saw Ole Miss, they looked like the team that was the number one team in the nation coming the, the start of the season when they swept LSU at Alex Box. Uh, and so that that I mean, you're, it's kind of a toss up on who do you want to win this? Do you want to host? And if you do want to host, is it going to be against them? Uh, like I said, I don't know what how it would work if Arizona won that regional over there. So moving on to ranking season, my first ranking. Uh, my first set of rankings for this offseason, the the dead period of season, although college baseball is really kicking it up for us. Thank you, ESPN, for finally starting to cover college baseball. It's about dang time, honestly. Uh, so I, I know we typically always typically always play the uh, the regionals, the super regionals, but we started playing a lot more throughout the season. That's huge because especially down here in the south, we love us some college baseball, especially in Louisiana. So my first rankings that I'm going to do is I am ranking the top quarterbacks. I'm ranking all of the starting quarterbacks in an NFL this year. Uh, and so that's 32. And, uh, and, and I'm ranking them from, from last to first. And, and I'm giving you my rankings of who I believe is the best and who's the worst in the league right now. And, and so you're going to be you, – you may listen to it, may disagree to some of them, but uh, – I, I don't think you're going to disagree too much with a lot of it. You may move some of them around here and there. Um, but just listen. Just agree with me. No, I'm just playing. But just follow along with me. This is going to be my first ranking show before I just unload more because it's summertime. That's that's what I like to do. So thank you all again. And I'm, not, I'm probably not going to be doing a recap of the draft like I did last offseason. Uh that, I mean, I know my stuff, but not a lot of people are going to listen to it like I do, There's, except for the fantasy football players. And not about half of my listeners are fantasy football players, and uh, that those half that are are typically people that I play against in fantasy football. And I don't like giving them tips, man. <laughs> so you understand. So starting out with number 32, this is, to me, my rankings. The 32nd-ranked quarterback in the league is Sam Darnold for Carolina Panthers. And I'm just going to kind of go through these kind of quickly. And if I need to do some explanations on some of them, I'm going to break some of it down. You know how I am. You know how I like to give my reasoning why. 31st is Geno Smith or Drew Locke, whoever's the starting quarterback over there in Seattle. Uh, that's a sticky situation because you don't know who's going to be the starter. You could be having a flip-flop throughout the season. Who knows there? Uh, and that is a rebuild over there in Seattle. No more Russell Wilson there. Uh, and so that's that's a whole new I mean, they didn't really go out the quarterback. They're going to try to settle for one of those two guys, and maybe they're looking to lose uh, and have a high, high draft pick and get one of these quarterbacks coming in next year in, in the draft. Number 30, Marcus Mariota. Yes, he's a starting quarterback right now, and he will be. He's named the starting quarterback uh, in Atlanta. And no, Carlos, I'm not picking on Atlanta, uh, but you know just like I know, uh, you know, that they're not set up to win. They're just not. And uh, – if you're an Atlanta fan, all you know, 283 of you, you you're hoping that some something can change this this season. So, but Marcus Mariota is either going to be him or Desmond Ritter or uh, Felipe Franks, and right now Mariota gives him the best opportunity to win right now and be a stopgap from from whatever it may be. Moving on to the 29th ranked quarterback in my rankings, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones for the New York Football Giants. Uh, yet he just hadn't panned out, man. And listen, it, it's one of those guys that was a reach in the draft, came out of nowhere right before the draft from North Carolina. Um, and North Carolina, no, from Duke. Boy, I'm all upside down. Anyway, but 
a guy guy that uh, he just really hadn't panned out. And now you have to give him a little bit of credit because they have not helped him out up there at all. Uh, they have treated the the Giants organization for the last oh man since right before Eli retired like they were the Detroit Lions. Uh, and so they really didn't set him up for success. Saquon's been injured. No matter who they drafted on offensive line, they sucked on offensive line. The defense has been putrid. Uh, and even with the great receivers there, they haven't been able to pull it together. So, And, and he's a turnover machine, fumbling and, and uh, interception. So 28, Justin Fields from the Chicago Bears. Now, I'm not hating on Justin Fields. Uh, those of you who listened last offseason to my rankings pre-draft on quarterbacks, uh, knew, knew my feelings on Justin Fields. Uh, I know Chicago was really trying to make up for passing on Deshaun Watson uh, and hoping they can get that. But what's happened there is now you're having a complete rebuild of that team because the general manager and the head coach is gone. And look, man, traded away your best defensive asset uh, to be able to do something, and you still weren't able to get much for it. And you didn't draft until the second or third round. Didn't really get much. Uh, your best receiver was Mooney from Tulane. Uh, and then, you know, it's it doesn't look good for him. And so uh, I don't see the development happen for him, especially this season. Uh, whatever it, whatever you saw this past season and some, some small, uh, you know, uh, sunshine, some bright spots there, I wouldn't count on that happening again this season uh, because, listen, you're going to see the sophomore slump because it's less there for them to help, even though you have new coaching staff and general manager. Maybe they could tweak some stuff, but – uh, there's just not a lot out there to help him to to you know develop into a starting quarterback in the NFL. My 27th, moving on from Justin Fields, 27th, Jared Goff. Uh, you know, Jared Goff up there in Detroit. Yes, they were a strong team for a team that only had one win this past season, uh, but it's still Jared Goff at the at the helm of the quarterback situation there. Uh, and I mean, without Sean McVay there, without a uh, Sean Payton there, I, I don't see him getting any better than what he what he has been in the league. Moving on up, 26, Zach Wilson from the to the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Zach is a interesting quarterback here. Um, it is the Jets organization. He has a lot of raw talent. I don't know if they have uh, what they need there to be able to develop him into a great quarterback. Maybe they do. Uh, they did get some good offensive weapons. Elijah Moore there is is it's huge for that was huge for them this past season. They got a good draft pick to receiver this season. Uh, so and they they you know they in some instances they won the draft and what they got. So maybe he gets a little bit higher. Maybe he's one of those ones that takes a jump up in his second year. Moving on up to twenty five, Carson Wentz. Now those of you who know me closely um, when he got traded for a bag of potato chips to the Indianapolis Colts. I uh, you know, I thought maybe he could turn it around. He's going to be there with his old uh, offensive coordinator when he was uh, one step away, one broken foot away from being the MVP of the league. Uh, I thought that was going to be an opportunity for him. But from what I've heard and listened to and his leadership, lack of leadership, uh, and going into a team who desperately needs a quarterback uh, in Washington, uh, whatever liberal name that they need to come up with now, um, I still think their best quarterback is uh, Heineke, Hinky, whatever. It is. I can't even think of it. I can't even say it right. Uh, but I don't think Carson is going to be the job for them. Uh, maybe proves me wrong. 
maybe he's like, hey, I need to change some things. Uh, but I got him ranked down at 25 for that very reason. 24, and you may think I'm a little crazy on this one. Uh, but when you look at this one, and the reason why I did it is because this team got as far as they did because of their defense, because of their run game, and their specific X-factor receiver in Debo Samuel. And that's the San Francisco 49ers and Trey Lance and pretty Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, they, they're saying that Trey is going to be the starting quarterback because they drafted him and moved up so much last season. But you have a guy who's completely raw, didn't play hardly uh, at all in college, and then he played in the FCS instead of the FBS, uh, so the competition, uh, but uh, wasn't really there. So that's the reason why it's uh, too many unknowns. You know what you have in Jimmy G. Uh, but is it a distraction, especially more this season, because you have no idea who you're really going to start? Are you going to have a quarterback carousel on the same team? Uh, and so that's the reason why I have them there at 24. At 23, I have Tua Tonga-Valoa. Uh, Tua has him some more weapons, has Tyreek Hill there. Uh, he has an opportunity to be able to turn all the criticism around and to becoming a decent to good to an elite quarterback with the weapons that they have there. They have a little bit more on the offensive line with Teron Armstead going there. But, hey, those of you are Saints fans, uh, you know that Teron has not finished a full season yet. So uh, that could that could hurt him as well, too, especially since he's older on and uh, uh, later on in the age there, too. Uh, aging guy. And those of you who listened to me prior to, and I think this was back on the Right Cut Live, uh, when Colin and myself were talking about, yeah, that's when it was, um, Colin and myself were talking about Tua, and you could see uh, the, the progression there when he was at Alabama. He was a superstar right off the bat, but then you didn't see the growth there, uh, and he would eye down receivers, and it kind of has done the same thing in NFL. So that's why he's there. At 22, I have Kirk Cousins. Some of you uh, are, are wondering why I have Kirk Cousins all the way down at 22, uh, because he's Kirk Cousins. And if uh, those receivers and that running back had um, a better quarterback there, Minnesota would be a very, very dangerous team in NFC North. Uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, Adam Thielen, uh, Dalvin Cook, you name it, they got some studs there, man. They, and, and so if you have somebody, that has, uh, you know what you have in Kirk Cousins. You know what you have with him in Washington. You know what you have with him there. Uh, honestly, they were better off with, with a backup quarterback there that we're not even going to talk about the Minnesota Miracle. But anyway, number 21, moving on up. Number 21, I have Jameis Winston there. Saints fans that are apologists for Jameis Winston, let it go, man. Let it go. The proof has been in the pudding. I'm going off of right now what, 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 what we know for sure from the evidence in the past, not what the potential could be on this particular quarterback i'm going off of it and you can say i'm a hater of him i'm not go look at it yourself get out of the fantasy land get out of the super hype and the super optimism for just a moment and be realistic and understand that Jameis winston needs to be that ranked that low because even with the weapons that you got there if you go back and look at the weapons that he had in tampa bay you also have you don't have offensive minded coach here you have defensive minded coach and you have an OC that was there who did not do that great whatsoever when Sean Payton was uh, suspended that one year. So uh, even with Drew Brees, Drew Brees in, at the helm there. So that's why he's there. Uh, and, I, and maybe he changes my mind. Maybe he does plays like he did in the Green Bay game more than one game this season. And 
changes everybody's mind as a doubter. So let's hope so if you're a Saints fan. Moving on up, number 20, Trevor Lawrence. You say, how do you have Trevor Lawrence above uh, above Jameis Winston? Let it go, Saints fans. Let it go. Trevor Lawrence has the opportunity and the potential definitely to be that good. They, they're they building a team around him now. Now that they don't have a, a succubus of a coach in uh, Urban Meyer there, they have real NFL coaching staff there. Uh, I do question uh, them signing Christian Kirk, not for signing him, but for signing him for the amount that they signed him for. Uh, but they, they're showing that they're serious about helping out their quarterback, and so this is going to be a much better season for him. Uh, maybe he takes another step forward there uh, and can get start moving, moving himself up the rankings as well. Number 19, Davis Mills. Some of you don't even know who the heck I'm talking about with Davis Mills. He is the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans. Now, the reason why you don't know about him is because he's for the Houston Texans. He, he's quarterback for the Houston Texans, and they tried everything they could do to to, to, to lose. I mean, they fired their head coach after one season. Uh, they didn't give him much to do. But Davis Mills did more with less than anybody in the league. You're talking about the, at that quarterback position for that team did more with a ownership and general managers that were trying to lose on purpose and traded away any assets that they had to try to, quote, unquote, start over and rebuild. Uh, and so that's the reason. And this guy, if you go back and look, this guy did a really good job. There's a reason why he'll be the starting quarterback again this year. Moving on up to number 18. This one was a little bit tougher for me, but the reason why it was tougher is because you kind of have a quarterback situation there as well. It's up in Pittsburgh. Mitchell Trubisky, can he turn his career around? Will it be a stopgap for a couple years and hold off Kenny Pickett, who they drafted in the first round, the only first-round quarterback this year? Uh or will Kenny take his spot and take it over? So you have a lot of questions there, but you have a stable uh, coaching staff. You have a stable team there uh, that was able to get it together. They did get a little bit of help on the offensive line, which they needed to do forever when Big Ben was there, especially the last four or five years. Uh, and when Big Ben was just like, I can't break off all these tackles, all these sacks anymore. I'm big, but, man, they're, they're just taking me down. So they it's a, it's a good situation there for them. For either one of them, that's the reason why I have that question mark ranked that high. Number 17, the Cleveland Browns quarterback situation. Uh, I have them this low. I know some people have Deshaun Watson as a top three, top five quarterback. I have no idea why you do why you have that, other than some kind of weird bias. Uh, but you have a lot of situations here. You have the whole Baker thing because they didn't trade him away because it that whole saga there, and y'all know how I felt about Baker. I, I, I think he's a good starting quarterback. Too much criticism on him. He's done more there for Cleveland than any quarterback has done since the early 90s. Uh, and so it's – and maybe even going back to Bernie Kosar that, that long ago, so the 80s. And then you have Deshaun Watson. That's a saga in itself as well because you do not know if he's going to even get to play this season because at some point, even with all of these legal situations being – postponed or taken care of before camp the, the the suspension can take the whole season it can take half of the season it can take six games it's most likely going to happen and so what are you going to do there so that's the reason why i have them there number 16 new england patriots and mac jones now mac is going to need a little bit of help because you, you know the his offensive coordinator is gone he's a head coach now over there in las vegas um but you still have Bill Belichick, right? And this is and he 
Mac didn't look like a rookie quarterback most of the season. There was quite a few times that he absolutely did look like a, a rookie, uh, but he really played bigger than than a rookie normally would. And so I think he has an opportunity to take another step forward. He may have a sophomore slump, but I think he has an opportunity because of who his coach is to take another foot, another step forward. Moving on to number fifteen, Ryan Tannehill, and uh, you know a lot of people, especially even the people. Um, that are in like broadcasting, whatever, man, they turn on him real quick, uh, especially when they lost the game in the playoffs to uh, to Cincinnati. Guy is a good quarterback, man, and, when, and I, I have to say that he's better than everybody else that I've listed so far. Uh, you might could throw a, a little curve in there and say uh, Deshaun, uh, and yes, I think if Deshaun was still playing and didn't have any gaps off, yes, he would be better than Ryan Tannehill. But you're also talking about a guy ahead and played in a year or so. Uh, so Ryan Tannehill is up there. He knows how to manage that offense. He does what they need to do. He does. He's definitely better than Kirk Cousins. He's definitely better than Mac Jones. Uh, and he has a good team around him. So he has an opportunity to be on up there. Continuing on there, we're in the top 15, top 14 now. Number 14, I have Kyler Murray. Now, some of the fantasy football fans are losing their minds right now because, it, you know, he really was the number one quarterback in fantasy for most of the season last year. But then you had a huge regression at the end of the season, and you have a guy who doesn't show a whole lot of commitment to really wanting to play the game without getting super paid like he's in a top two quarterback. And so uh, I, I'm questioning his commitment. I'm questioning if he's wondering if he should have gone to baseball and get, got a lot more money. So, but, and I'm not the only one questioning his commitment to football. So that's the reason why. And you saw it at the end of the season, came back from an injury. And then it was just all downhill after that for him. It, it was a completely different team. He didn't play the same whatsoever. And I don't think it was remnants of the, of the injury at all. Uh, but because of all his off season antics as well, I, that's the reason why I believe it. And that's the reason why I have him ranked there. Number 13, I have Jalen Hurts. Now, not too long ago, they were talking about Philly needs to go on to get another quarterback. And they were still trying to figure that out this, this past offseason. And, then, yeah, they did draft another quarterback uh, later on in the draft. But and the reason why I have Jalen Hurts there is because it may not be beautiful. It may not be the type of quarterback that everybody, uh, you know, the Dan Marino type where he's going to throw for four or 5,000 yards for a season. This guy – Learn. He wills the team to win. You. They were in the playoffs this past year, and what what he was able to do for that team to turn it around. That's huge, man. And so I, his running ability and his passing ability is getting better. I, I think I think he's on up there, and that's the reason why I have him there. Uh, and I mean, if Lamar Jackson is MVP of the league a couple of years ago for the same kind of skill set then yes, Jalen Hurts could be up there as well. And speaking of Lamar, Lamar is my number 12. Uh, Some people are wondering why I have him down that low. It's not because I think he's a running back playing quarterback. Although he, I mean, because for me, he's more of like a Michael Vick. You understand what I'm saying? I never thought Michael Vick was a running back playing quarterback. Uh, But Lamar, and again, he was MVP of the league. uh, And he has a way to be able to change the game, take over the game. He still needs to... Uh, continue to grow his passing game. If he continues to grow his passing game, and look, it could be the offensive coordinator helping out with that too. Uh, then he could march up the list as well too. Uh, this, but you do also have to understand the offense. 
they, I've heard some criticism of the offensive coordinator there and the head coach there uh, that they don't have an offense for him to be able to pass the ball. Here's the thing. They set up the offense specifically for him the way that he plays football, uh, and that's what got him the MVP. So I don't understand that argument from some people. Um, you know, it's kind of crazy in, in my mind. Number 11 may be a shocker to some people, but I think this is an opportunity to show that he's still got some tread left on the wheels. Uh, he's going to a new system here as an opportunity to really light it up on a much better team in the Indianapolis Colts and Matt Ryan. You're talking about a guy who was MVP of the league, a guy that was in the Super Bowl. Uh, and this guy, even when Atlanta sucked, uh, the guy put up great numbers. And so you get him on a good team putting up great numbers, he may even be top 10. So look out for next season to see. I know my Carson Wentz situation being in Indianapolis, but I think Matt Ryan is a much better quarterback uh, than Carson Wentz, and I, I don't think I'm the only one who believes that. Let me tell you this. If the contract wouldn't have been so high, I would have taken Matt Ryan over Jameis Winston in a heartbeat. I'm not the only one that feels that because, you, especially if you're in a win-now situation, if you only have him for a couple years to your contract and for a lot less than what Atlanta and uh, Indianapolis is paying him, Yes, I'd definitely take him over uh, Jameis Winston because you know what you're going to get. You know what you're getting for both of them. My number 10 quarterback, the guy who won the Super Bowl finally, the guy that finally got away from Detroit and uh, won him a Super Bowl in Los Angeles for the Rams, Matthew Stafford. Uh, Matthew could still fling the ball. I got him down at 10 because you still saw some situations where you're like, man, uh, that's not good. Now, we always talk about Patrick Mahomes in the no-look pass. Matthew Stafford was the first one to do that, and Matthew's been doing it for a long time. You didn't get to see it because he was up in Detroit. Uh, but he was sick with it this past season in, in Los Angeles. And uh, you should go watch some of those highlights unless you just hate the Rams. But the guy's still good. He's still – and when you look at the list, it's all of the people I listed before him, I can definitely put him at number 10, definitely put him above all of those players there. Number nine, I have Justin Herbert. Now, a lot of people are really high on him. I like Justin Herbert, too. I wasn't high on him coming out. He proved me wrong a lot. Uh, but uh, it's, it's one of those things where he can't seem to get over the hump. And maybe he does. It could be that whole Chargers situation where they can't get over the hump. They're almost like they're cursed there, uh, regardless who the quarterback is. Uh, but this guy can sling the ball. Uh, he, he's a fourth-quarter quarter, uh, quarterback a lot of times as well. Uh, when he went toe-to-toe -to, -toe to Joe Burrow, he out. Well, his team really outdone Cincinnati. Uh, and Joe kind of battled back at the end, but it was too late at that point. But this guy could play ball. That's the reason why I have him up there at number nine. And I have him as his talent, what he's already done in the league, and what his potential is going forward. Uh, that's the reason why I have him ranked at number nine. Number eight, Dak Prescott. Are you crazy? No, Dak, when you look at the list again, Dak is above all those guys to me. Yes, he puts up the yards. But also look at what he has around him. Yes, you have an agent, Ezekiel Elliott, but you also have Tony Pollard there who can tote the rock as well. Yes, they lost Amari Cooper, which honestly, Amari, I mean, he was a lot of times non-existent. But you do have CeeDee Lamb there. You have a couple other guys still there. You have an opportunity for him to really stretch it. And I think he's not going to take a step back this season. He may be exactly where he was this past season, uh, but he has an opportunity to take a step forward. But that's the reason why he's there. Number seven, Russell Wilson. Now, Russell uh, had an offseason last year. You could tell when he was there he didn't really want to be in Seattle. 
Uh, he was really wanting to get out of there. It started the last off season, and they got the trade hap- to, to to happen. And going to the Denver, going to Denver was a huge uh, step for him. And they have some offensive weapons there that Drew Locke and that offensive coordinator couldn't, you know, they just couldn't take advantage of. And I think with his mobility, and he still has a ton of mobility, his leadership, and being able to take that offense underneath his wing, I think they have an opportunity to be special. And I think he has an opportunity to be special there and stay in that talk of the top 10, top five. And so that's the reason why I have him there at seven. Number six might be surprising to some some, some people as well. But when you look at what's been built for him this season, when you look back to where he was MVP caliber, caliber or in a, a broken foot stopped him from getting that MVP that season. And then when you look at also, if you take the time to look at what he's done, even though the media's try to be down on him, even though those in Oakland try to be down on him, Derek Carr, what he's done in Las Vegas without a lot of help. When you looked at what he did last season with the firing Gruden in the middle of the season, keeping that team together, being a leader, and then you added Devontae Adams to the fold. Yes, he's up there. That's the reason why I have him at six. And I think he's going to he's gonna excel this season. Now, Devontae Adams might take a step back because it's not Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball every single time. Devontae Adams might still get a lot of balls, but I don't think he's going to get as many as uh, Aaron Rodgers did. That was like, I, I'm going to, I'm looking to throw to Aaron, uh, to uh, to Devontae Adams, and if he's not, if he's like quadruple co- covered, then I'll throw the ball to somebody else. That's exactly what that looked like the last couple of seasons. So, Derek Carr's my number six. My number five. You know my feelings on him, but when you look at the list, look at all, listen to all the people that came before him. I have to put Tom Brady at number five. You 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 can't disagree with what he's been able to do, especially at this age, and he's on a good team to be able to help him get there. Now, you have a different head coach there. Arians is gone, uh, but let's be honest, it was kind of like a LeBron situation. It was Tom Brady's team anyway. Uh, the offense went through him. I know Byron Leftwich, Leftwich is getting a lot of credit for it, but really, it's Tom Brady, and uh, they're, they're just playing how he wants to play. And uh, but with those weapons that he still has there, that's going to be huge. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin's going to come back later on this season. Um, I still think the Saints are going to take them <laughs> both both games in the in regular season. But top five quarterback this season. My number four is Joey Burrow. Yes, I have Joe Burrow all the way up there. When you look at what he was able to do, getting a team that was two years away from one win, uh, one year away from a horrible knee injury. And going into a season where they had a wet paper bag uh, as an offensive line, then you go and build him a better offensive line this season, but he was still yet to be able to get to the Super Bowl last year. Are you kidding me? You give him an opportunity to be even better? Are you serious? There's no way you can't keep him out of the top five right now. If, if, if you keep him out of the top five, I think you might be mentally insane, honestly. Look at what he was able to do. Even with some rough spots during the middle of the season, you saw that leadership. You saw him getting comfortable with his knee injury, uh, and uh, you saw him really light up the league. And he was almost unstoppable. And listen, he was really one play away from winning the Super Bowl, too. Let's be honest. So I mean, you have to put that there. So moving on to number three. I already mentioned him a little bit. Aaron Rodgers, I have him down, down at three. He's still the man. He's, he's definitely still the man up there. He's still on Chicago, as he said this past season. Uh, hopefully, he doesn't look like a guy who's standing on the side of the uh, the gas station with a 
brown paper bag with a bottle of liquor in it this season. Maybe he gets a haircut or something. I don't know. Uh, but he's still the guy, and there's still a reason why he's in the top three. I don't, I don't even need to go through it. My number two is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Patrick this past season uh, showed he wasn't invincible. Uh, the, the Chiefs showed that they weren't invincible. And then you also take away Tyreek Hill. I'm interested in seeing what he can do without that type of receiver there. Uh, you still have the best tight end in the league, but uh, I'm wondering if that's going to take anything away. That's what's putting him down at number two. My number one is Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen, I believe, and he proved a lot of people wrong, including myself, coming out from a no-name college. Let's just let's just leave it like that, and just really lighten it up of over there in Buffalo. And uh, I think they have an opportunity. They are probably the favorite to take the Super Bowl in an in, in AFC this season. Um, and I, what what the guy does, he's one of those guys that does it right with his feet and with his arms, and with his arm, not his arms. But this guy is a competitor. I mean, he's one play away from going to play against Cincinnati to go to the Super Bowl as well this past season. Past season, one of the, actually the greatest game I've ever seen, and what many people have uh, said they've ever seen as well too. So I know that I took a long time on this list, but I went through all 32 teams on the quarterbacks, kind of broke some up and down for you. And I just wanted to make sure I got that. Most of my other rankings are going to be like top 10s and stuff like that, unless I'm doing like the top 25 in college football. Uh, but I just wanted to break that down for you. I hope you liked it. I hope you enjoyed it. Hey, if you have any that you want to swap around, you disagree with, or you have some conversation that you want to have about it, let me know, man. Uh, uh, instant message me on uh, Facebook, Facebook Messenger, whatever. We could talk about it. Hey, you could join me on the show anytime you want to, and we can have the conversation. So, again, thank you all again for the listens. Thank you for uh, you know following me and giving me the opportunity to talk to you about my love of sports, and I love it. Thank you so much. Again, this is Mark Atreira with Making a Cut. See you all next time.